0: There's no need to wait, Geeks, we are back. This is the Active Geek Podcast with your hosts, Jim and Chuck, and we are fresh off our latest Comic-Con, Chuck, as we went to Keystone Comic-Con in Philadelphia on this past weekend, and uh, you and I have ventured into the world of read-pop as far as uh, we've we've done your Comic-Con, and last year um, we we were gifted some passes for Keystone, uh, which we... You know, fair to say I loved it last year.
1: Yeah, and I think we took full advantage of our opportunity last year.
0: Yeah, last year we definitely did. This year we did too because we uh, we got some good shit coming for everybody out there. But, I mean, we, we're going to – I want to spend the whole kind of episode today just kind of recapping where we were at Keystone, what the feel was, talk about some things that we liked, things that we can improve. I got a little question that I want to ask, talk about uh, some of the guests, the panels that we got a chance to sit on. And just uh, try to shed some light on a con that, uh, spoiler alert, has seemed to improve the past two years. It gets better each year, uh, in my mind. But um, last year we did Keystone um, Fresh first con in uh, in Philadelphia, first con in Philadelphia for read Pop at least, and uh, this year they came back second year, and they had a, a pretty good cast list. I mean, they went from smaller stars uh, from like one role. That's been stretched over somebody like Jason David Frank. I'm I'm saying smaller stars, but the guy's following is huge. Uh, To you know Scott Patterson from Gilmore Girls, Nichelle Nichols, uh, Jordy, Deanna Troy, um, Worf from Star Star Trek. They had the Weasleys. uh, Fred and George were there. Ginny Weasley was there. Um, Bonnie Wright, who we'll talk about probably for a little bit in here. Nichelle Nichols. And then they kind of headlined it with Tom Holland, yeah. which is just uh, huge. And it came on the week that all the Spider-Man and Sony stuff kind of dropped, where it was like, oh, you know, we're divorcing, and you can't see Spider-Man anymore. Yeah, And we're like, oh, damn it. And now, like, we're a week out from that news, and more stuff has kind of went into it but we're not going to talk about that we're going to talk about overall let's talk about the guest list this year uh last year was a true blood reunion it was joe Magnilla, steve moyer and anna paquin and then they had the office reunion which uh oscar kevin creed stanley angela and meredith i think i got them all right overall what did you think of the guests this year as opposed to last year
1: I think obviously with Tom Holland had the biggest guest because last year, probably the True Blood, Joe Magnella and all were their biggest draw. And, um, you know, even though that is a huge following that, you know, there are a couple years past.
0: Yeah, I think I think the most current like they were hyping Stephen Moyer up because of Gifted, like him and Amy Acker were there and Joe had just come off of that disaster of a Justice League movie. But like the glimmer of hope was the death stroke at the end. So he was fresh off of that. Anna Packlin, I think she was still cashing in checks from Fly Away (laughs) or Home Away or whatever it's called.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, they had uh, Makad Brooks. He was probably one of the most current that are on TV. Um, So it was a decent list. uh, And John Barrowman was also there.
0: Yeah. But you know what? He wasn't. I don't think he was a, a guest as opposed to he was working for Webtoon, right?
1: Yeah, he was. I mean,
0: that's where that's where I met him. I didn't even know he was part of the you know what? He I think he was a guest added on later. But, like, I only knew he was there because of Webtoon with him and Carol.
1: Yeah. um, I didn't know that either until – I didn't know he was there until you said, hey, I just met John Barrowman. I was like, oh, cool. Um, So this year was a little more current. Um, They kind of stayed with the fandom, with the Harry Potter, uh, Star Trek. Um, You know, they're a little off date. But, like I said, Tom Holland, I think, in the past two years was the biggest draw they've – obviously it's probably the biggest draw we've had in philadelphia
0: oh i don't know about that
1: in years i mean okay chris hemsworth and um
0: two years ago evans hemsworth hiddleston they were all in philly uh a year before or a year after that momoa was in philly Uh, it's fair to say that i think in the scheme of entertainment right now momoa and holland are probably uh, on the same level yeah as far as exposure popularity so i think you know for Repop, this was their big get, uh, and it was a one-day get. It was right after D twenty-three, right after all this news dropped. It was, uh, it was worrisome. I can tell you that for sure. As far as me, I was uh, Mr. Pessimistic. I was Chuck for a while, yeah, where right. I was like, I was like, oh man, he's not gonna show up. It's PR nightmare. It's terrible. And then he shows up, and you know, I'll talk about his panel in a bit. But as far as the guests go, I agree with you completely. the The current guests are great, and it seems like they're cashing in on the potential of what could be. like We know that there's a Star Trek-Picard series coming out, right? Yeah. They announced that uh, Brett Spiner is going to be part of it. So there's a chance for these other characters to maybe make cameos or flashbacks, archive stuff uh, through Picard's memories. So there's a chance that they're going to stay relevant. And Trekkies are probably one of the biggest devoted fan base. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? You think about it before – you know, the, the JJ stuff and this new STD stuff, there hadn't been a series for like 10 years yeah. and they were still rabid. So, wherever you bring Trekkies, there's going to be long lines for those. Like Michael Dorn had a killer line. JDF, I know we're going Power Rangers now, but Jason David Frank had a huge line. They brought a bunch of Overwatch characters. So, yeah, the currency was, was fantastic. Uh, but there was a lot of nostalgia with Jason David Frank, who hasn't really had a, a mainstream role since Power Rangers. Uh, the Weasleys who, for, I mean, for me, I'm a Harry Potter guy, but I only know them from Harry Potter. Yeah. Like, I've never been like, "Oh, there's that James and Oliver Phelps movie. Like, that's never rolled out my mouth. Yeah. Uh, same thing with, you know, Bonnie Wright. So the Tom Holland one was a big get. That was huge because it shows you that, like, the right people are in charge of it now as opposed to, like, oh, let's do the, the reunions. And when— the announcement came out for, like, some of the guests. It were, like, at first it was Stallone. and I was, like, wow, like, you never knew Stallone would ever do cons. And now, like, seems like everybody's doing cons. Travolta's yeah. doing cons. Chevy, Chevy Chase is doing cons. So you're, like, wow, like, legit A-listers from, like, our parents' days are doing conventions. And they're still relevant. Yeah. So I I was like, all right, who are they going to get to match Stallone? And I know you and I had kind of talked, like, maybe Dolph was going to come. You could get Carl Weathers, you know, Mr. T. They could have done a whole Rocky kind of thing. And then I was like, shit, man. I think maybe, you know, this is Reed Pop, same people that put on New York Comic Con. They got some money. Maybe they're going to roll out, like, Tessa Thompson, Michael B. Jordan. Like, that would be huge for Philadelphia. That
1: would be gigantic.
0: Yeah, Michael B. Jordan's a Jersey guy. He's shot, obviously shot movies in Philly, so he knows the environment. He's a Marvel guy. Tessa Thompson's Marvel. Tessa Thompson's been throughout all the fandoms at this point. So I was like, that was great. And then they were like, oh yeah, Stallone can't come uh, because five hundred dollars is a lot of money to pay for a picture, and I don't think people were ready to do that in the middle of the summer.
1: Yeah, I was at first. I was like, oh, meeting Stallone, and then you were like, I had five hundred bucks. I was like, eh, maybe not.
0: Yeah, five hundred bucks for ten seconds is a uh, is a rip off in my mind. But, you know, I'm sure there, he, he, you know, Tom is under the belief that Salone would have sold out. I am not, but I think he would have done a pretty good market there because of the Rocky nostalgia. Um,
1: I think he definitely would have sold out.
0: Really? Without a doubt. Is it because of Rambo, Last Blood? People are like, hell yeah, get it before, you know, he's in everything again? No,
1: I think because of Rocky. I mean, honestly. No
0: shit, Chuck. It was a joke.
1: I was I was reading some of the comments after he cancelled and there was like someone's like I bought my ticket from Germany. I was supposed to come. California, Canada, all over the world these people were gonna try he was one hundred percent gonna solve them.
0: That's crazy. That's like it's crazy like the fact that you're traveling from Germany to see Stallone. Like I get it, like he doesn't do cons, but like he's not gonna you're not even gonna give him a chance to acknowledge that you travel from Germany. Yeah, like that's the problem, like even the VIPs and like that's one thing like we're going to talk about things that I would change and I, I want to bring it up now because I'm fresh with it. Um, it seemed like in all of the, the fan groups that I was in and like the people I were talking to, uh, the VIPs were ex- essentially pointless uh, for most of the stuff. I know like you got a couple of reserved seats here and there, but like other than that, it was they were pretty pointless and I've never done the VIP, and this year I didn't have a pass besides my press pass. So that like was like the bare minimum. It was like if there are seats, you get in there, you can sit down. But let's talk about some of the things that you did like. Um, I mean, I'll start with I liked that Artist Alley was a little more exploded, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of fresher talents. I like the, the family vibe with the gaming community, like the gamer section. There was the Pokemon card that's going on, Magic cards. I like that the vendors were a little bit different. Um, I know you weren't a huge fan of the Ver- Verizon booth that we can talk about in, the, in a in a second, but like I really liked that the fact that like the open floor plan like really flowed this year. It it was different than last year because last year it was like we got the whole convention center and we're going to use everything, and this year it was like all right we're going to use just the main floor, which is fine. Uh, What did you like about it? Like, were there things that stood out for you that you were like, Oh, this is bar none. Some of the best comic con in Philadelphia.
1: I mean, one of the things, and you kind of touched on a little bit that I like is, you know, we go to cons and it's vendors artists. That's it. And they really try to open it up for everybody. They had, like you said, the gaming center, which they had board games and retro video games and newer video games. Like it was a entire gaming center, which was really cool. Um, And then also the the kids section, which didn't look like much, but it was, you know, little things to entertain the kids. And the wrestling. The house.
0: Yeah, the wrestling was awesome.
1: The house of hardcore. Like, you know, you go and they did have that last year. But you go to the you go to a con and there is a full size wrestling ring in the convention.
0: Yeah. And you get to see like smaller, like up and coming wrestlers and like legends. Uh, Tommy Dreamer is there. Rhino is there some Some other woman was there that like had some crazy enhancements um i I thought that that was cool. like I've never been to a con that had a wrestling rig, and it you know again, we talked about the Trekkies and how important the fandom is to them, but like wrestler fans will travel everywhere, yeah. and wrestlers are becoming a big staple at the cons now too like a uh, previous con that we went to had Sergeant Slaughter and Devon Dudley, Victoria. Uh, they we've seen hacksaw Jim Duggan and you know Virgil um <laughs> we've been accosted by virgil yeah I, I I have to admit the the wrestling is i mean that's a a gold star right there for them because it's super awesome what else yeah,
1: I mean just that in general, like I said like it's just they it's just not like hey we're gonna get these vendors and throw them out there. They really try to entertain you, and that's what I love about it, and it's kind of different from other cons that we go to there' it's it's entertainment.
0: Yeah, and, you know, you kind of see the – if you go as many cons as we do for as many years as we have we gone, we kind of see the same vendors. And, like, I know I pointed out a guy that we see at every single con, and his booth was smaller because other vendors were – like, newer vendors were coming in now. Like, Torpedo Comics had one of the coolest displays I've ever seen. No, you know, it looked like a bunch of roadies were coming out and, like, set up a Comic-Con store. It was comics that I can't afford – under glass and well lit that was cool source point was there all the, all the guys and gals at source point are awesome ahoy comics there was just like we saw a, a gringotts bank teller who was just had a random booth somewhere taking pictures which was pretty cool saw run uh dmc from run dmc the thing that like that i liked about this the most is a lot of the cons will kind of pack the floor yeah with vendors and it kind of becomes a cluster like it's hard to kind of you know it kind of comes into like a bottleneck at certain aisles you're like oh my god i can't get through this this was like i didn't bump into anybody the only uncomfortable situation i had was when i was with tom and binks i know you were saving seats for the weasley panel but the the adult lego fans (laughs) and i don't want to like lose a demographic we've done a lego podcast episode a couple lego podcast episodes uh the adult Lego fans could have got bows to the face throughout my whole experience at one Lego booth. I was ready to go full you know ludicrous and mystical and start throwing bows everywhere they there's no they had no manners these kids they were complete assholes, had zero manners um and I just had enough of them. But the open floor plan besides that was uh one of my favorite things and and they really just like at this point they kind of raised the bar and they said. We heard you last year. We're going to go MCU. And it's kind of hard, like me and Tom are talking about this on Galaxy Wars, like it's kind of really hard to kind of get the current stars because you have to pay a boatload of money for them and a boatload of money you have to charge to the the guests, or not guests, the guests, the visitors, the patrons, to get a picture with them so you can make some money back. So like there's a con that we've talked about that has tons of MCU characters. I think there's one in Chicago going on in a couple of months uh that has Captain Marvel and Chris Evans and you know Jake Jill and all Nally Sony, but you have to pay like two hundred fifty dollars, five hundred dollars for these pictures and it's it's a lot of money for two, three people to come up with. Mm -hmm. So where this one they kind of brought you they brought the guests and they were like it's gonna be affordable. Michelle Nichols is gonna be thirty dollars for a selfie and she's a legend. You know what I mean? Uh Tom Holland, you do have to pay Tom Holland money. But and I get it. So I, I, we, the things that I like, that I would improve a little bit on here, would be trying to stay a little more current. Not just like one or two guests that are like, oh, you know, Tom Holland's hot, and then you like Jason David Frank. But like, I'd like to see, I don't know, not like, like B, B stars. You know what yeah. I mean? On the cusp of being that next big thing, like the Umbrella Academy. You and I have talked about this. We talked about it on the floor. No Philly cons or Jersey cons are cashing in on them and it's a hit on netflix um you know a con staple a couple years ago was carl urban i'd like to see him come back he's crossed over so many genres at this point um you know that would have been really cool like getting people who are current that you're that you know of but maybe not like major mcu box office people like i i don't know that's just me like are there things that you would improve to the con based on what you saw this year and last year
1: yeah Uh, uh, like you said with the guests. I mean, if you look at Reed Pop, their other New York, you know they have a couple big guests, but a lot of them are, you know, they have their big draw right now is the Disney Princesses.
0: No, I think their big draw is the Buffy reunion.
1: Yeah, I mean that is a big. I'm just one of their big draws. I'm in. Mean.
0: Yeah, the Disney Princess. There was a Disney Princess at this one. Jennifer Hale, she played Cinderella. Oh, huh. yeah, she was there.
1: Um, but they have like Jodie Benson who played Ariel uh yeah
0: Paige O'Hara. Uh,
1: Yep. and um so that and then they have like Lando Calverzian uh Billy D is going to be yeah. there so i mean they have some good stars but i just think like i think cuz they're a newer con even though it's Reed but like Keith I think they'll get there i think i don't think it will ever be as big as New York obviously um but i think they're slowly getting there and I think the way to do that is more current stars, like you said.
0: Yeah, but like again, like you get where I'm at with like it's hard to be Like running a comic con has to be extremely hard, yeah. Because like you get people, you book them in so far in advance, and then like boom, they get a job and they cancel two days before, and you're like, God, now I can't. You can't scramble to get anybody, and we kind of saw that with the last con that we went to. Like the guest list was super lackluster. There really wasn't a lot of comic con people it was like entertainment con you're like oh here's a blast from the past you're somebody from 1976 that you don't watch
1: yeah hey ted danson and yeah kato kaylin is your mc
0: yeah and like i get that like i get that sometimes it's hard to really just get like the a-listers because everywhere we want to go we want chris evans we want josh brolin we want people that we know and it's hard it's hard to get these people and i guess some people kind of have a reputation for canceling at least I'm noticing in the past yeah. two couple cons for at least a couple, a, a married couple of people. Um, so, like, if that's all that the problem is, I mean, they're definitely doing the right thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I think that they're bringing guests in. They're bringing popular guests. And I don't think anybody had a, a small line when we were there. Every Like, even Scott Patterson. Like, somebody, I don't even watch Gilmore Girls. And I can't even tell you what this guy looks like. But he had a line. He had he a did. serious line. And you're like, oh, well, I don't know you, but, like, Gina Torres has a huge line. And she, like, I don't know if you follow her on Instagram, but she was all over the floor. I'm surprised that we didn't even see her on the floor. She was taking pictures with, like, the Philly Avengers. She was taking pictures with DMC. She was everywhere.
1: She looked very accessible. When we walked by her booth, she was very seemed very friendly with the fans and taking selfies. and uh,
0: Yeah, she looks really happy. Yeah. Like, she's just a, a really happy chick. Um, a couple other things that, you know... I would improve on it's like this is a small thing, is bringing that real big Keystone Comic Con sign back.
1: Yeah, I was. That they
0: had on on the main floor last I year. I don't know
1: where it went. I was looking for it to take pictures. And it's
0: a big, it's a it's a good branding photo op. And we might have missed it. It might have been somewhere else. But I always thought that that was like a really good touch. And I remember last year we all got pictures by, and I was taking pictures of everybody. And another thing like like I noticed about the con was that the same I saw a lot of the same people that I saw last year. Cause last year I was working with the YouTube group and we were doing a lot of interviews on the floor. And some of the same cosplayers that I saw last year were there again. And I was like, oh wait a minute. That's broke cosplay and that's Malcolm. I remember him from last year. And like the people on the line we, we saw the same people. It so it, it definitely means that the same people are going to cons and this year had a lot more newer people. Um, and I think that's mainly because they did bring in more recognizable guests. Like, we went to two panels together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to the, the Weasley panel with uh, the Phelps and and Bonnie Wright. What did you think about that panel as a Harry Potter guy?
1: Um, it was good. It was what I expected. You know, a lot of nostalgia. A lot of, um, you know, them reminiscing how, growing up on the set, which was really cool. Um, you can tell that, you know, us, obviously the Phelps brothers, but, like, with Bonnie, like, they f- – Felt like a family, you know. They grew up yeah. together, and um, you know it was very comfortable. They were actually pretty funny.
0: So. Yeah, they really. They they um you know, and I know Tom said this too. Like both of the con uh, the panels that we went to, you really go in there and you're like, uh it's a panel. I I'll hear some set stories and stuff. But they kind of like they didn't blow me away. But like I walked away and I was like, that was much more impressive than I thought. Yeah. Like you you can see that like the Phelps brothers and and Ginny Weasley. Uh, they definitely get it. They get what they're a part of, and they get how important that is to people. Yeah, and you get a you get a lot of people who don't get that, and they're like, "Yeah, this is just another role." But for them, that was a lifestyle for their whole whole life. Like you said, kind of growing up on set. They even talked about like when Obama's daughter had a birthday on set, which was really cool. Like I thought that that was that story was neat. The the football story, I soccer uh, for our American listeners. That when they were talking about like. It was uh, Donald Gleason and I think it was James Phelps. They they went to like a soccer game and they had their you know their their special effects makeup on like with their ripped ear and shit. Yeah, I thought that that was really cool. Um,
1: yeah, what I really like that you touched on it is like they were saying, you know, they asked them like, "Do you get tired of talking about Harry Potter?" And they were like, "No," like you know we, and you could tell they un like you said they understand that they were like. Yeah, they- you know, they get it. This was, this made me who I was. So I don't mind talking about it because, it put me where I am today.
0: And exactly, and they're they're getting paid sixty thousand dollars to fly across the country for a weekend. Yeah, you know what I mean. they they get it. They get how important this is to people.
1: And then you know we've we've heard horror stories of meeting people and they were ignorant and just kind of like there for the money. And of course, you know everyone there for a paycheck but it's the people that understand why they're there
0: absolutely and absolutely
1: they you know not only him and we'll talk about jason david frank in a minute but like they
0: we can talk about him now if you want
1: they get you they get it and with him he was i felt like i was in a motivational speaking seminar
0: honestly out of the three panels i went to uh he was my favorite he was and i I really set the bar low. I thought we were getting a lot of, like, nostalgia and a lot of, like, Christian stuff that was going in there. And he came in there and, like, honestly, they didn't even need the panelists. No. They didn't need the people who were running it. He he walked in there. When he started talking about, like, your A and your B plan, like, yeah, I felt like Tony Robbins was in the room. Yeah, and, like, I'm sitting there and, like, he's in
1: a suit, you know, and if you follow him on Instagram, he's always in a suit or –
0: yeah, he's best dressed of Comic-Con. Yeah. And he's like the Comic-Con prom queen or prom king
1: because he said he said this is a business. And that's what he said. He was like this is my business. Yep. And he makes I'm sure millions of dollars throughout his Comic-Con career. Like he just posted yesterday that he's going to be in London
0: in October. Yeah, he he was in Dublin uh the weekend of my birthday he does Singapore, Panama like he's at every single comic con and like what's smart about this and what we learned is that he is a fantastic businessman yes he's he's taken one role and spanned it for thirty years, mm-hmm. but also he came out and said, "I made some money on this power Ranger stuff v r troopers didn't work out. I'm gonna buy the rights to my character." And when Lord Draken was created, like that was the heavy talk about Lord Draken, he bought the like he bought the rights and shares it with the creator. and like Saban and Hasbro have to come to Jason David Frank and Kyle Higgins to make these decisions now. Mm-hmm. And like he he was so honest to the point that he's like, "If I don't get cast in a movie ever or a TV show ever again, I can fall back on this. This is my plan A, but my plan B is doing karate. <laughs> And I'm good at that too. Like he was honest about like how he would change the the Power Rangers universe and how he didn't like the sequel or the reboot. And you know he he shed some light on some things that were really honest and really true um, because he is the best person to kind of gauge the temperature for the Power Rangers, right? Yeah. He's on the fl- he's on the streets every weekend. With the fans, and it's not like me and you know Power Rangers, but we're not like dressing up like and, him, yeah. and like that one, like that one guy in the back who was crying because he met him again. Like it's one of those things. Like we get it. Like we see you at the con. Like you're a big draw. We're pressed. We want to hear you. Like I like Jason David Frank. He's always been one of my favorites. Yeah. And then it kind of just blew me away. I was like, whoa. Yeah, I was okay. JDF.
1: I was expecting, and you know, this is me. Bad of me thinking that. I kind of expect it kind of like pompous, like I'm a Power Ranger, hey, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't that way at all. Like I said, he was he was dressed up. Like, he just looked like he came off of Wall Street. And can we talk about that amazing green felt or velvet jacket that he was wearing on Friday?
0: You can talk Dude, about he, it. too sure.
1: he was... Oh, I wanted that jacket. Anyway. Um, but, like, he came in here and he just, like... It felt like you were in a motivational speaking seminar, peppered in with some Power Rangers. And yeah, he
0: had the he had the most like, like in, like inclusive po- uh, panel. Like everybody ca- kind of got their their I don't know their fill of knowledge. Like you got to hear spoken word poetry. If yeah, you're not a did. fan of it, it is what it is. But like he talked Power Rangers, he talked VR Troopers, he talked voice acting, he talked Ninjakk, he talked Bloodshot. Yeah, he talked everything and. It was all the stuff that, like, Tom came in and he was like, do you want to ask a question? And I was like, all my questions were asked. Every single thing was asked uh, uh, by the fan.
1: Especially when the fan asked if he
0: could kick over his head. Yeah, that guy was a, a nut job. That, like, was, that guy needs to be on a watch list.
1: That was the most awkward thing I've ever experienced in a panel.
0: Yeah, he. I mean, he just wanted to smell Jay, Jason's feet. Um, let's, let's go to the Tom Holland pa- panel. Uh, the day... You know, he did D twenty three. talked about upward. talked a little bit about Spider Man. Then he comes to Philly and he gets asked the same questions. Uh, however, there were no fan questions whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, Keystone said we're not going to open this up. They kept it real light. talked about some memories from the set. Uh, they did. The panelists did ask. You know, any idea on the future? And, and Tom Holland came out. And I'm sure people have seen the article. Uh, He said, this isn't the end of me playing Spider-Man. Regardless of the relationship with Sony or Marvel, uh, I'm still contracted for two more movies. We've actually pitched Spider-Man 3. I've seen it. My creative's seen it. And it's completely different than what we've expected. Uh, And also, I know this came out, I think, yesterday or this morning. He shot a scene for Venom, and Disney cut it. They said, no, no, no. So it seems like you know, Disney is just as much to blame as Sony in this situation. And I I was just blaming Sony because, you know, I hate Sony at this point because they took a fan favorite. Um, The one thing about the Tom Holland stuff, and I was the only one who was able to get there to see him, um, they completely overbooked this man. That bad? One day, 1,100 photo ops, about 2,200 autographs, the guy was so behind because of the spending time with the fans and how passionate he was, that like he, me and Tom were recording Galaxy Wars at six, and on Sunday, and the con had already closed, and Tom Holland was still there doing photo ops and autograph sessions.
1: That's awesome, though, for you know for him, like to, for fans to see that that you know he is dedicated. Um.
0: Yeah, man. Um, just generating from the eleven hundred photo ops that he took, um, two hundred seventy five thousand dollars was netted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I know, like, the, the photographers get, like, 10%, and then the con gets, like, a small percentage, and then Tom Holland gets the rest. So you're thinking he walked away maybe 300000 that weekend or that day? Yeah. I mean, that's great for a 23-year-old kid. Yeah. That's, that's impressive. Um, so I, I kind of think that they did overbook him a little bit. But um, it's good that they got him because the question I want to ask you, Chuck, and I asked Tom this – and you and i have gone to more cons than you know as part of this team is philadelphia still considered a comic con town anymore no you don't no. think so okay give me your uh your defense
1: i think it could be uh honestly especially with keystone um you know it's it's still infant stages uh wizard world wizard world is really shit in the bed And that was the staple in Philadelphia for years. I went to Wizard World when I was like 13, 14 years old, and I remember. And the main draw was the Spawn movie. And I remember, I I wish I still had it. It was a souvenir cup that had uh, Wizard World Philadelphia and had Spawn on it. And um, there was no actors there at the time. And there wasn't really any celebrities, but they were promoting the movie. And you know i remember that and but since the,
0: michael j white nah. wasn't there
1: or john likwizamo damn
0: i mean yeah i mean you would think michael j white i do
1: there. remember they had um it was like uh models like they had w- when john likwizamo turns into that the clown not the clown but the creature remember he turns into the, oh yeah yeah they yeah yeah, had, yeah, yeah. Had, like the they had that thing. there they had like a a figurine matt figurine, maybe a wax figure or whatever of spawn and they had like the batmobile and stuff like that Um, but not bad, you know. So you know that was a staple, and Wizard World has just really shit the bed lately in Philadelphia, anyway. Um, so I don't. And maybe Keystone can get it back. I mean, Great Philadelphia is awesome, even though it's kind of outside Philly. It's
0: not. It's not in Philadelphia, so we got to exclude that one. Although that is that is uh, quintessential my at this point my favorite comic-con in pennsylvania and in the tri-state area um but it's not in the city so i want to just say specific to the city
1: Yeah, i mean i th- i think keystone definitely um has potential to take over as the official con of philadelphia um okay i think it i think as of right now it's not a con city okay
0: i, I get it i i see both sides but i i still think it is and i think that we're at least you and i are um so quick to forget what Wizard World has done in the past few years for for us, for a podcast, for for fans. Uh, but yeah, last year, or no, this year, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, definitely messed up. It was bad. It was rough. And I think with the decline, as far as the, the other competitor has had, uh, gives Keystone a chance to really capitalize on seizing the city. And Pop is huge. They put on big cons. We know this. I think they put on Emerald City Con. They put on, I think, London Comic-Con, I believe, uh, but they put on huge cons across the globe. The one thing that I think that would give them a better chance of regaining the city is changing the date. And Tom and I kind of talked about this on Galaxy Wars, but Philadelphia is not a summer city. And I think that's why we see a uh, a lot of less fans, less guests, because... Of the timing, you know, Wizard World was in uh, was in late June, right around graduation time. A lot of parties were going on, so a lot of people didn't show up. Um, Keystone was the last week of essentially summer, last weekend of summer at this point, because everybody is going to come back for school that starts right after Labor Day and whatnot. So it's very very hard to hope that you're going to have a sellout. You know what I mean? So I think like there's a healthy median for to for the fix. And that would be to try and move it closer to like a con like Awesome Con that's in um, in D.C. around March. That way you can kind of get – not the stragglers, but you know how like – let's go natural for a second. You know sharks, yeah. right? You're aware of the animal shark? Yes, I do. Okay. So you know the little fish, the remoras? Yes. I feel like if I were to run a Comic-Con, I would sync up with the surrounding Comic-Cons. And kind of work, not not like become partners with them, but like see when they're announcing guests and then go like set myself around the bulk of all the travels on the East Coast so I can get the, the same guests to be in the area. You know what I mean? So like if Matt Smith is in D.C. on March 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th, then try and keep him for another week in Philly the following weekend. You know what I mean? Just get them, book them so they're already in the area there's no chance of like their flight being delayed they can come over to philly it's not that far you put them up for a week you're good to go also there is a great philadelphia or there is a great convention outside of philadelphia in oaks pa that we talk about that we go to i just think that keystone should kind of reevaluate their their time you know what i mean
1: yeah and also what's troubling like this area you know uh the greater Philadelphia area and South Jersey is a shore area. A lot of people go down. That's what I'm the, saying. A lot of people it's not a summer city. And you can't really put it it would be hard to do it anything after September and you know October in the fall because of football. It's a football town.
0: Oh, I don't know if football would would stop us from going to Comic Con.
1: It wouldn't stop us.
0: No, but I don't think it would stop listen, the the Comic Con target demo is not the same Sunday night football target demo.
1: I, I don't know.
0: Let, let, let's be honest, Chuck. I, you and I are kind of an anomaly in this situation that but, we like sports and comics.
1: But there are a lot of kids and that might want to go to a cons. And, you know, dad dad's not going to take them. Mom's not going to take them because she do not want to go. I think it would be tough to be in a f- fall because of football.
0: See, I don't think fall is good because, especially for Philly. Because New York is in October, a month away. And as a saver, I like to save my money to go to the cons. So it's harder for me to save for Phil- for New York if I have Philly a month and a half before. Yeah. So I would have to pick and choose. And I would say, you know what? New York Comic Con has more current guests, bigger guests, uh, and more to do in a larger area than Philly. So I would go to New York Comic Con. So I feel like right around... I would say March to May is your best bet because you got to remember, like Philly, New Jersey, this area has like second winter, like false spring, yeah. where it's like, oh, it's real nice for a week, and then you get thirty-five inches of snow in May. You just gotta like, you don't do winter because obviously flights suck, yeah, uh, and that's what we saw with the the Long Island Comic Con that I went to, which was, uh, but they're that that staple that's uh, that brand is flourishing everywhere else but the east coast apparently um i would do like i would do like mart late march into may and i would kind of skip the april area because great philadelphia comic-con's right there and you know let them have their their shine because they're a great run program uh but i think that keystone has a chance to overtake the the previous uh king of the mountain in philadelphia and um i kind of think that you know next year is going to be even bigger yeah um, I, I, I think th- I think you're going to see a lot of arrow at Keystone next year because it's a season's ending, and you may not be able to get these cast members together again because of scheduling. So I think you'll see a lot of the CW stuff, um, mainly because you know the the heroes and villains fan fest kind of they mold it together as the just the fan fest. It's like Walker Stalker and fan fest now. So I think you can capitalize on that, I, and I would just go. Like I said, I would go for. You know, Umbrella Academy, get the streaming stuff, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, stuff like that. That would do huge. Riverdale, even bring some of the Riverdale people in here. And then you, uh, you know, you can kind of win the battle for Philadelphia, if you will.
1: Yeah, I, like I said earlier and you said, you know, I think it does have very good potential. It, um, You know, it's in its infant stages. It's, it's only second year, but I think this year they made improvement from what they did last year. And Yeah,
0: I agree. I think it was ten times better this year than it was last year.
1: And the one thing that I do love is their main stage is phenomenal. Like yeah. they have such a good setup. And they did last year, but last year was more in a you know
0: last year was in their main it was in Philadelphia Convention Center's main hall. Yeah. Which is ironically, is where they had to move the Tom Holland panel. It uh, went from the main stage to the main hall that the spot that to my knowledge keystone didn't even have access to the saturday and friday and saturday they moved it there so they could fit over a thousand people in there wow yeah man they opened the floor two they opened the con two hours early so people weren't waiting in the uh in the streets to see tom holland and there was still a line at 5 a.m what time did you get there i got there at like nine thirty. yeah unfortunately i had to be
1: uh a responsible adult, and I had my daughter's birthday party that day. So, unf- you get a
0: birthday party at two o'clock. Don't start saying how irresponsible of an adult I am. <laughs> because I- you, you had a birthday party at two. Get out of here. I need to explain why you weren't there. We get it. Life takes place. Chuck. I was
1: doing stuff for the party at nine thirty in the morning. Yeah,
0: well, I understand. I don't have kids. Um, I brought three. I brought three of my cats.
1: I'm um, for like I said, if if. I didn't have to. I would have been there. I would have paid that money to meet him. Um But unfortunately, you know, uh, things happen. Um, but I'm glad you were able to go and you were able to experience that for the podcast and for yourself as well.
0: Because I'm a great human being. Yeah. <laughs> um, overall, um, I'm going to rate it because as a member of press, I feel like you have to give a rating. Like your Yelp review, your Rotten Tomatoes review kind of – it means something. So I'm going to give it the same thing I gave it on Galaxy Wars. Four and a half um, with room to approve. Optimistic for 2020. Very excited. Hoping to go back. Hoping to bring some more interviews. We uh, Tom made some relationships with some people that we're going to be in contact with. So, uh, yeah, I'm going for
1: 4.5. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go uh, 4.5 as well. Um, I thought... I thought it was great. Like, again, I thought it was better than it was last year. So I really think that it's just going to improve.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, uh, five members, uh, six members of the team went to um, Keystone Comic Con. Myself, you, Tom, Binks, AG Cosplay, and our newest member, Chester McFreckles, uh, our photographer who only shoots male newts. So find Chester McFreckles on Instagram. Fantastic ph- uh, photographer. Going to be posting all his pictures on uh, Comic- on our Instagram. And that's our episode, buddy. Um, yeah. There's so much that we can talk about that have happened in the world, but uh, Keystone Comic Con and Repop gave us the privilege to cover their event. And I feel they deserve a full episode and nice. I don't think that we can bog it down with the news. Uh, we'll save that for another episode. But I will say before we do our plugs and we sign out, I would like to thank keystone comic-con and read pop from the active geek production team uh f- for allowing us to uh have a, a weekend uh of pure a geek fun and a chance to network with some people uh, in our in our community as nerds and geeks and uh get a chance to take in the wonderful sites that uh keystone and read pop offered for us so thank you for that um it if you liked our episode, uh, we have several others, and uh, we have an Instagram, a social media, and you go on uh, social medias, all Instagram, all that stuff, uh, under Active Geek Podcast. That's us, yeah, right? The Active Geek Podcast. What are we recording? Yeah, you can go under uh, the Active Geek Podcast on all social medias, all podcast directories. We are free for that. If We have a Patreon, uh, www.patreon.com slash Active Geek. We have a website, ActiveGeekProductions.com. We are a network of podcasts. We have us, Galaxy Wars Podcast, releasing every Monday, Adventures of Binks and the Beards, and Box Office Flashback Podcast, which will both be back uh, exclusively on YouTube in September. Um, We have some other stuff coming out in the pipelines. But this was our last con for the year, Chuck. Yes. Uh, This is a... You know, We may take a day trip up to New York, but this was the last weekend con for us uh, because we have the fall premieres coming in. We have a bunch of movies coming out, uh, the Joker movies coming out. They just dropped a trailer. Go see that. We'll talk about that next week. Um, what else do we got? We got you on Instagram, Chuck underscore the Active Geek. We got yep. AG Cosplay on Instagram, and uh, we got episodes – coming out the wazoo because next week we're coming back we're going to talk d23 we're going to talk a little bit of the dark crystal age of resistance and uh whatever news is in the uh the stratosphere for us so uh for the active geek podcast i am jim i am chuck and we are out